It's March 28th, 2018. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marsh Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. First up, we're going to hear about a couple of upcoming events. Nate Lim is here to tell us about a machine learning competition starting this Friday. And Rosie Algada will join us by phone to talk about the Smart Alawai Project Workshop. And then we'll learn about one of the largest STEM conferences held in Hawaii, which uh, outgrew its home on Maui and for the last two years has been held over at the Hawaii Convention Center. But first up, let's welcome Nate. He's here to tell us about that upcoming machine learning competition. Welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, it's great to be here. Well, you know, Nate, uh, you know, we've um, actually followed your and your partner's uh, development of this uh, machine learning meetup group, and it's really kind of cool that I mean, I, well, I heard the last count was like 190 people in the meetup. What yeah. do you guys cover in this machine learning meetup group? Well, we basically cover everything machine learning related. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the title of the group. But well, well, maybe, maybe, every, well, maybe give us a real quick, what is machine learning? So machine learning is <laughs> I'm basically going to like use the title again, but we're getting machines to learn. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the very broad sense, but it basically involves sort of two main skill sets, which is analytics and coding. Um, it's bringing those two together, uh, you know, to use machine to analyze data. Mm-hmm. Would you say so. artificial intelligence is part of this family of technologies? Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, you, you, there's data all around us, and especially, you know, uh, in this day and age, you know, every other headline almost, you know, coming out is um, uh, there's just so much data. So being able to analyze it is uh, especially re- relevant right well, now. At the company that I work at, we're always looking at these new technologies and emerging, you know, practices. And certainly in the real estate space at White Information Service, we have great databases of information. And it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes to articulate what we're talking about machine learning. Learning Is it fair to say that it's kind of a adaptive form of computing, which is when you think of a computer taking input, you might think there's a form and fields that it takes, and it just takes those that structure. When you're talking about machine learning, it can adapt that structure and really just sort of change the way it processes things based on what it gets. Is that exactly? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being able to adapt, you know, to have some intelligence involved, right? Like, you know, you want Siri to become smarter and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, your, your sales data, you want to be able to, to, you know, use that towards predictions towards the future. So really utilize, you know, the intelligence in computers to, yeah. Would you say that uh, artificial intelligence is synonymous with machine learning, or is one a sub- subset of I the think, other? Yeah, uh, definitely AI is a subset of machine learning, because um, you could do machine learning without having art- artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think, right? Good. Yeah, that's my... Sounds off- good to me. So <laughs> You're the expert. Yeah, you're the expert. I would say I'm an expert, but <laughs> yeah. That's well, my... you've got a PhD in cognitive... <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what... Cognitive psychology, psychology mm-hmm. right? From so, UH, yeah. big brain on no, that, 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 that's <laughs> not say. a requirement for being a part of this meetup, right? Oh no, not at all. Yeah, um, the the more typical um, sort of path that people take to towards machine learning is computer science, mm-hmm. you know, um, engineering. Those are, I think, the two main sort of. So uh, tell us a little bit about this competition that you have coming up. I mean, I, I looked at the schedule and. It's like, what, uh, five weeks long? What is it that you want to achieve in this competition? Uh, we want to achieve um, three sort of main things, but uh, we, we want to offer tutorials as part of the competition. Um, so, you know, 
it's going to be about a month of the competition and we'll have four weeks of tutorials that cover all the skills that you know you would use in a competition mm -hmm. so you, you know even if you're a total beginner you could come you could join the competition and you know take part um and you learn, know, I'm, learn I'm, a lot i'm always afraid when phds say you gotta you can be a total beginner i mean <laughs> do you have to have some coding uh, background or how beginner can that beginner be? <laughs> a little bit of coding. Um, yeah, uh, you know, very basic. Um, but we cover, like, you know, really from the basics. Um, uh -huh. So uh -huh. I think um, we'll be using mainly Python um, oh, that, in, in the tutorial. So, you know, some familiarity with Python is, I think, mm -hmm. all you need. And then um, what you and go R2, I think, we'll, we'll do R and Python, yeah. Those are the two main ones. So I, you, because you have these uh, this high interest in this meetup group already, it doesn't sound like uh, there's any uh, you know shortage of interest in machine learning. But I think through Bert's questioning, you know, there's sort of this, there might be a hurdle for someone listening, like, well, I, that sounds a little too nerdy for me. So if you have some background in Python or coding in general, programmatic thinking, at some level, you could participate. Uh, for this competition, um, mm. you already have kind of something structured out or is actually the process you're beginning with this meetup group is to also develop the competition or are they already coming into something that uh, you've got planned out? It's really all levels. Um, so yeah, it, the tutorials start, you know, from the basic mm -hmm. too. And does that answer sure. your question? Sure, so you bring your um, laptop and just Yeah, bring your along. laptop, you know, um, the the competition we we're hosting it on Kaggle, which um, uh, some people may have heard of, it, but it's a mm -hmm. larger platform, you know, worldwide uh, competition system, and we're just hosting, you know, ours on there. Ah, uh, Kaggle, K A G G L E, the yes. home of data science and machine learning, mm -hmm. and there's a video explaining all of that. So very good. That might be one thing you want to do before you participate. Yeah. So in in terms of uh, um, where is this going to be, and when is it going to be, and how can people sign up for it? So it will. Um, so the competition itself is all online. Mm -hmm. um, we do encourage everybody to come, you know, to the kickoff and to attend the tutorials. That'll be primarily at the Manoa Innovation Center. Mm -hmm. The kickoff will be um, at UH, but uh, oh, it is at the Manoa Innovation Center. Sorry. Um, you can find out all the information. He's, he's looking at his conscience. If yes. you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if if you Google Hawaii machine learning, uh, all the information will be, um, you know, the first hit that comes up okay. in Google Hawaii then, machine uh, learning. So just Google Hawaii machine learning, and then yes. uh, okay, and then we'll put up the, you know, the information on our um, show notes uh, of our show notes later on tonight on the Bite Marks Cafe dot org. So we want to thank you, Nate, for joining us. Thank you, Bert and Steve. Yeah, for having. And of course, uh, now joining us by phone is Rosie. Aligado, and uh, she's an assistant professor over at the Department of Oceanography over at UH, and uh, she's here to tell us about the Smart Alawai Environmental Science Sensors Workshop, and that's coming up on April 7th. Rosie, welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, Rosie, tell us, uh, tell us a little background on this uh, project, because uh, Brian Glazer was the one that sort of introduced this to us, and he's been on the show and talking about sensors and measuring a variety of different things, you know, in various sort of water uh, features. So tell us, what is it that, that you guys are trying to accomplish here? Sure. So SMART ALOI stands for Strategic Monitoring and Resilience Training in the ALOI Watershed. And we hope to bring together um, both scientists as well as teachers uh, in those in those watersheds, particularly the Makiki, Manoa, and Palola watersheds. 
Uh, and it really brings together environmental science, historical traditional knowledge, and cutting-edge technology uh, in order for um, teachers and children to... Um, Speaking of, to be able to monitor their watershed and really adopt their watershed. Now, one of the things in the title of this event talks about sensors, so I imagine that there's a technology component, in fact, a hardware component to that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's right. This first workshop um, is aimed at bringing together both instructors from grades 6 through 12, as well as key stakeholders such as Canoe Club and other members of the watershed, to learn how to build the actual sensor packets that we will be deploying throughout the watershed so that um, the citizens and, you know, just local people can understand what is it that's going to be out there and so that they can also have the agency to then go out and get that data for themselves. Um, It's the first of three workshops. There's going to be also one in June and one in late summer, which will focus on how to use these skills towards creating curriculum um, for these grade levels for schools in this watershed. So, Rosie, in terms of the, the, the data that you collect, I mean, what sort of things are your sensors sort of pointed to or geared to? So, um, the sensors themselves are going to be geared towards things such as temperature, how salty it is, what is the acidity or the pH, um, how fast is the water moving. We also have different teams throughout the watershed who are going to be looking at, you know, the microorganisms. For instance, that's the team that I'm a part of. And what we're trying to do is we're just going to try and get a portrait of what does the water look like and how does it change as it's passing through the watershed? What are the, you know, how is it changing chemically, biologically, and physically from Moka to Makai? Mm-hmm. And uh, is there a component for the participants, the community, to work with these sensors to deploy them? Or are you saying or focusing primarily on the open data or the public data and interacting with it online with the information that these sensors that are through this watershed are collecting? So we're doing um, all of that. So one aspect of it, like I said, is we're hoping to have the data that we collect online for teachers to for teachers to access. And the other aspect of it is that we are hoping to actually engage students in learning how to build these themselves. And so, like I said, one aspect is physically getting out there and measuring measurements, but Mm -hmm. the other is handling the data and understanding how that all works. So, Rosie, um, how many teachers or how many participants do you want to have? What would be an, an ideal number for you? Hundreds? Yeah, so this, I mean, is a very, um, this is a very hands-on workshop that mm-hmm. we're looking at. It's from 8 to 5 p.m. at the UH Innovation Lab. And so we're looking at anywhere from 25 to 30 participants so that um, both, the, both the faculty and staff who are going to be teaching this technology as well as some of the other concepts, we can really have some really intense, group hands-on training of what's going on. Have you, have you had sign-ups already? We have had sign-ups already, yes. Okay. Excellent. So if you are a member of this community, you're affected by this watershed. If you're a parent of a student or, in fact, a teacher or an instructor or an educator, this sounds like something you'll really want to look into in terms of integrating the real-world environment and data and technology as well as things like the health and our environment uh, for your curriculum. Yes, we'd love to have community participation and input um, and support as well. Yeah, we definitely want everybody who to know what's happening in the environment that is local to them. So, Rosie, the the um, the event is happening. Uh, well, the first workshop is on the seventh. Uh, where can people go to actually sign up for this workshop? So, it's, there's an Eventbrite link. It's kind of a mouthful, so I've emailed it to you, and I hope that you can include it in your show notes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. most definitely. And that's, uh, that, that would, would be great. But I'm looking at it just by Googling Smart Alawai Environmental Science yes. Workshop. Yeah, I know, man. This is the <laughs> kind of stuff that I wish I had when I was in, no in kidding. high school. Yeah, yeah. 
So great. Uh, Rosie, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Have good luck with your event. And of course, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Mapu Quitazal and also Steve Su, uh, fam- famous for Lemonade Alley. Hmm. And we'll talk about women in technology, the STEM conference, and the hack for EDU. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Sacred Hearts Academy, and Urgent Care Hawaii. I believe I've been a listener of public radio pretty much all my life. I've had a chance to be able to travel a lot, and everywhere I go across the United States, the first thing I do is dial in to the NPR channel. And obviously, living here in Hawaii, I'm dialed in to HPR on a regular basis. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bike Marks Cafe. And of course, now joining us are Mapu Quitazal and Steve Su. Mapu is the uh, program manager for STEM education events and activities for grades K through 12. Women in Technology, STEM Works at the Maui Economic Development Board. And our other guest is Steve Sue. He's been on the show before and well-known in the local uh, entrepreneurial and even uh, education space. He's a business owner and app developer. He's most well-known, as Bert mentioned, for his work with organizations such as Lemonade Alley as well as Biz Gym. And, of course, we want to find out how the uh, STEM conference has grown over the years and learn about STEM Works and other related programs. We want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks so much. Hey, guys. So, Mapu, you know, you came all the way from Maui to join us on the radio. We're quite pleased and honored at your presence. Well, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mapu, give us a little bit of uh, background on, on this STEM conference. Because, you know, I know that the, the Maui Economic Development Board, and we love it when we have the Maui folks come out. And usually it's by phone, but, you know, it's, we're, we're, like I said, quite pleased when mm-hmm. they can come out and uh, join us live in the studio. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the STEM conference, you guys take the STEM. It's not just for Maui, right? I mean, it's for the state. It's a statewide yes, program, right? it's so, a statewide program. Yeah, explain that to us. So we started back in 2009. Hawaii STEM conference started out in Maui. Um, and it was for our STEM works program, our lab. So we have about 28 labs across the state in elementary, middle, and high school. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so basically, we created this so our STEM work students could see and um, promote themselves, their labs, and everyone could see what they're, they were doing, their projects they were doing. And we just outgrew our space. Um, we were at the Wailea Marriott Resort, and we outgrew. So we fought really long and hard to keep it on Maui. We wanted something Maui-based where everyone else needs to come there, but mm-hmm. we have to make our move here to Hawaii Convention. Oh, you yeah. have to come to Honolulu. Huh? <laughs> I, <know>. yeah. <laughs> I want to go Maui. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot of our presenters was like, what? Why can't you leave it there? Because they didn't want us to come here. They wanted to come Maui. So, so also tell us a little bit about STEMWorks because STEMWorks is kind of a unique program that's part of the STEM conference because yes. a lot of the st- I guess a lot of the schools that are part of the STEM conference are also part of STEMWorks. Yes. What is that? So STEMWorks was created. We used to be affiliated with Project East. Um, East was Environmental and Spatial Technologies. It's Mm -hmm. out of Arkansas. And when we first started, it was, you know, it was affordable for us to have. We had about five schools. 
And then it just got crazy. So we decided to create our own Hawaii uh, project-led, our own homegrown curriculum. And so it's a project-based service learning curriculum where the students need to find a um, problem in their community or school and um, figure it out. So like our teachers then became a facilitator where the students are now the ones to figure out their problem. They're the ones teaching and mentoring the younger ones coming up. And so that's what um, STEM works is pretty much about. And are, is this uh, public or private schools? Is it uh, something that's during the school day in curriculum, or is it like an after school or an extracurricular activity? Where does it fit? It's public schools um, due to our funding. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. do have one private school on Maui, and that was because we had our 21st Century Learning Grant. So mm-hmm. majority are in school. Um, and we have our after-school program as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to bring Steve into the, the conversation. And Steve, you've been doing you know, a lot of cool things with entrepreneurship and sort of business, startup, especially geared for students. Right. So give us a little, where have you been since the last time we had you on talking about Lemonade Alley? Lemonade Alley, of course, is coming up in April, April 21st. So we're really excited for the project to come back. Um, so... Part of that project has been turning it into an application, and we've recently launched an application called BizzyB, B-I-Z-Z-Y-B dot com, and uh, well, that's actually what we're partnering with Mapuan on the STEMWorks project. Ah. So we're we're kind of working our way to from entrepreneurship and innovation back to education and all the way back to the womb of why do we do education, and it really comes down to – um, uh, career placement, you know, career pathways. And so we're learning how to help kids stay here in Hawaii and do great things for the world from here. Mapu and I were out in the lobby just talking about this now, and we're super excited to work with STEMWorks. No, that's great. That's great. And, you know, uh, we always hear about STEM, and STEM is a very important uh, topic for, mm. for educators and students. But, you know, Steve, I think you hit on something because it's the idea of how do you apply some of those skills that you might learn from a technical standpoint into kind of now the business world. Yeah, you know, everything the kids are learning today is really important to learn. You have to know engineering. You have to know technology. That's where the world is going. That's where the growth curve is. But the thing is that you have tremendous competition from every corner of the globe now. So if you want to be a programmer, guess what? You know, Steve's got 20 guys in Bangladesh doing the same thing you aspire to do, but they're working for like anywhere from 5 to 15 bucks an hour. So how do you compete on, against that? And, mm-hmm. and part of what we're trying to do with STEMWorks is show the kids that you want to take a step up and become a manager of technical people. That means you have to know about technical disciplines enough to manage them, but ultimately you need to know enough about management, people skills, communication, entrepreneurial skills, how does innovation happen, and then you can really affect the world in a very positive way. And so for the kids that are here, we want them to be that next generation of leader that does it from Hawaii. And I I can see sort of that business approach, but also it comes back to project-based learning. You know, it's not a a quiz and a test. It's not repeating information that I've given you, but it's to accomplish a task, to achieve something or build something. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays into, Mapu, what uh, STEMWorks is trying to do as well. Yes. So I think, you know, for this generation, they're all about helping and solving problems. And, you know, the whole um, testing and everything, that's not where they're at. But when you give them something to solve and then it's helping the community, I think a lot of students gravitate to that because they want to help their community. So absolutely. So, so Mapu, what are some of the the examples of the 
uh, various competitions that might be taking place at the STEM conference. So we had um, we had pre uh, pre conference competitions going on right now, but on site besides our hack, we have our uh, video recap. We also have a pitch product um, competition. We have our three C's, which is our marketing mm -hmm. competition and a cybersecurity uh, quackathon. Quackathon. <laughs> <laughs> finally, and, a hackathon that wow. Burke is a not in charge of. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cute because our awards are made by our King Kikolike um, STEMworks lab. They do it on the 3D printer. So that Quackathon one is a duck. Okay. With the like cybersecurity. Like yeah, like it. it's pretty awesome. So. Well, you know, I do, have, I do have a question for Steve, but I'm going to hold that. I'm going to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both Mapu Quitazal and Steve Su about the importance of STEM and, of course, the STEM conference in Hawaii. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Shamanad University, Inter-Island Solar Supply, and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. And I'm Ryan Ozawa. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Mapu Kutazal and Steve Sue about the intersection of STEM education and entrepreneurship. And of course, right before the break, you know, we were talking about some of the competitions that are taking place at this uh, STEM conference. And what I wanted to pose uh, to you, Steve, is that a lot of the competitions, or especially around, you know, sort of the science and technology, they may be geared toward, let's say, cybersecurity. How mm -hmm. do you how would you advise teams to think about the application of their, you know, let's say problem solving in a business sense? Well, problem solving is the same as business. You know, you do business to be helpful. It's simple as that. So if you identify a problem and you have a solution, then you go create the solution and well, you market it. But I guess my maybe what I'm trying to get at is, you know, how we're so used to the idea of accelerators and businesses really, you know, Taking it to the ten x hundred x fold, yeah, uh, that's not the expectation of what some of the student projects might result in, right? After this, that's STEM work. You're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the project we're doing is called Hack for Edu, as you know, and I think it's a really fun little project that we're really kind of stripping it down. We're, we're saying, if you want to create something that's technical, let's take the bare bones look at it, which is what problem are you trying to solve? How are you going to market it? What's it going to be called? Um, you know, who's your audience? Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. is it going to make an impact in the world? Um, some of the things that I know that application developers kind of miss very frequently is things like how do you build in virality? How do you make it self-market and self-multiply? Um, so these are basic mm. business principles that have to go eventually go technical. Right. So if we can show them all these kind of simple themes of business as it relates to app development, mm -hmm, they will be extremely mm -hmm. valuable as app developers and, and even more so than just in pure coding because you can always back your way into coding. Now, the thing about it is if you don't understand something like virality, then you're going to code something that you're going to pivot off of later, which is going to be really inefficient. So we want them to be efficient from day one. And we know that kids can do this. At, at even middle school level. And others you can still see the line between this and your early pro works with Lemonade Alley and when we sure. uh, got to be judges and the kids would come up with some way to make their lemonade booth memorable, whether it right. was some production or performance or anything like that. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. it is a straight line to what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. making Rather than talking about a marketing budget, you know, how can you design in such a way that it perpetuates it? That's so. right. Mm -hmm. So, Mapu, the, obviously, Hack for EDU is part of this uh, competition, but it's a much larger conference. What would you are some of the other pillars of this conference? 
Well, this year we're revealing. So one of our programs we have is a Think It. Um, and it has, we gave these kits with different technology tools in them. And they're geared for elementary, middle, and high. So all of our STEMWorks schools got one. So this Think It, we're now coming up with our Think It playground at our conference. Um, and we have about 15 different companies that will be having mini sessions in there. Hmm. And so like Sphero, um, we have Microsoft, all of those folks. And so that's kind of one of our big newest thing this year. And just to give our teachers more access to different coding options, computer science, um, because that's a big thing coming up for Hawaii. So we want to give them more access and more ideas on how to incorporate computer science into their classrooms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Steve, in terms of uh, the, the Hack for EDU, can you reveal any of the, the challenges that might be uh, pitched during Hack for EDU? And if you happen to have a, a blank, I, I could certainly try to fill those in. Fill that in for me because I know they're all related to sustainability. Ah, well, right. so I, I, I know that there's one on uh, uh, Malama... Mauna Lua, Lua, right? And, and then that's for like kind of Hawaii Kai side. Um, there's a whole effort to look at the algae, the, the sort of right. invasive algae. That's, that's one Sustain of them. Sustain the environment. Um, mm-hmm. There's another group coming in from the um, Oahu Invasive Species Council. Good so one. They're going to be talking about invasive species and how, how that uh, maybe, a, you know, a cool problem could be solved from that. And then That's a, some great sort of deductive reasoning, Bert. It's almost as if you might have some inside knowledge of this hack for well, EDU I, I, event. I, I, did a, I, did a, I did a mind meld with Mapu and, and yes. uh, Steve right before the session. So, I, you know, I kind of – and then the, the third one is um, the folks over at the Hawaii Green Growth uh, who also are involved with sustainability. I think they – you know, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't know for sure, but you know, I kind of mind milled it with them too, and they said that they were going to do something with food waste on campus. That's and, and if they could, yeah, yeah, if they yeah. could come up with a way that, or if students could come up with of solving sort of food waste, yep. that could easily be sort of scaled across mm-hmm. multiple schools. You so, bet. Yeah. So, in fact, uh, Mark Lockridge, one of our senior advisors at our foundation, has been working very hard on getting this all together. He couldn't join us today. We're really sad that he couldn't. Um, they have a family emergency today. But her, his daughter, Chloe, is uh, working in this very topic. So we're excited to see what the kids come up with. I, I must confess, I've been buried my head down into curriculum for just for this. Mm-hmm. So we actually are launching a new book that will be on the 4th just in time for this wow. conference. It's nice. a, it's an appreneur's book. Appreneur. Uh, workbook for kids, yeah. That's exciting. Perhaps we'll have you back to talk a little bit about that. So, Mapu, this conference, um, just broadly, you know, there's events there for students. There's events there for teachers. Is the, do they interact or are they kept in separate rooms? I mean, what's the balance? So we have our teachers on one side, the students on the other side, and then the playground's right in the middle. So mm-hmm. the playground area is where they can mingle and meet together. Um, but we've kept it that way just because our students are a little bit more faster than our teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so we used Unfair to run competition. them. Yeah, yeah, we used to run them together. But um, you know that you see the kids just kind of side eyeing them. So we're like, okay, we'll keep you guys all separate. So <laughs> we have a total of like fifty-two mini sessions that's happening in the playground. We have about forty um, student sessions and about thirty teachers. So we have a good wide range Great. of yeah sessions for them. So. It's an exciting time. Yeah, so so Mapu, you know, in terms of uh, 
this conference? I mean, do, do people are they need to be a part of STEMWorks, or how do they sign up to participate in this? You don't have to be a part of STEMWorks for um, the STEM conference. You can just go ahead. We're online, so you can sign up. But anybody, any teachers, any students can come and participate in any of part of the conference. So and that website is. It's www.hawaiistemconference.org. That's memorable. And of course, if I, you know, I want to encourage any teacher who wants to put a team together to compete yes. in Hack for EDU, Please. just send me an email at bitemarks at gmail.com and we'll get you all signed up. Mm. So, Mapu, want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Steve. Uh, Steve. Hey, thanks, guys. So Congratulations on the book. Mapu Kwitazal is with the Hawaii, uh, the, of course, the Women in Technology at the Maui Economic Development Board. Steve Su, he's a serial entrepreneur, and, of course, he's helping to organize the Hack for EDU event over at the upcoming STEM conference. I want to thank you for joining us. Aloha, Aloha guys. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk to Nalukai Academy and kick off the first day of Spring Pledge Drive. And, of course, if you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at feedback at bitemarks.org. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. And you can follow me at Hawaii. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app. And you stay safe, and we will see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.